rainbows high and deep. Touchdown, Wisconsin! And this game is underway with a bang! This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796-2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. So, for the last three or four weeks, we've had to get really creative with what we've been talking about, right? Really creative with our conversation because we don't have live sports. The NBA playoffs aren't going on. The Brewers' season never started. March Madness never happened. Now, some of the conversation has been necessary, but it's been kind of boring, and I haven't really enjoyed it. I haven't really enjoyed talking about a new plan for baseball every single week. New salary ramifications, new start dates, new length of a season. It's just boring. I'm sick. I'm worn out by it. But it's necessary. It's what's going on. We've had to talk about it. I don't really enjoy talking about the latest proposal for the NBA to play at Disney. I'd rather talk about real games, but we don't have that option. So we've had to talk about the NBA return to play proposal. Some of our conversation has been necessary, but not that interesting. Some of our conversation has been really fun. I've really enjoyed talking about the Jordan Love pick and the Packers draft and what it means for the team moving forward because this draft has ramifications that are going to reach not only into this season, but years to come. The transition to Lafleur and away from Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. It's a fascinating draft. It's been fun to talk about. I've loved talking about old Packer games, and we're going to do that again tomorrow. I've loved reconnecting with recurring guests, Bart Winkler, Ebo, Dan Casper, Radio Joe. We're going to talk to Hunter Baumgart today. We've had... An awesome opportunity the last couple weeks to reconnect with some guests. One of my favorite conversations that we've had on this show since live sports has shut down was a conversation we had two weeks ago. I don't know. The days start to run together. It was a conversation about the commissioners of the three big American sports leagues. Major League Baseball, the National Football League, and the National Basketball Association. Rob Manfred, Roger Goodell, and Adam Silver. We've talked about those three the differences that those three have, the way they lead. And I made connections to American history, to presidents, to World War II. It was a really interesting conversation. And I want to start today's show by revisiting that conversation, but adding a new commissioner, quote unquote, into the mix. I want to talk about Donald Trump, how he relates to Goodell, Silver, Manfred, after his press conference last night, how he's handled the situation. Which commissioner has Donald Trump behaved most like and who could he take some tips from and as I said yesterday uh, until our country starts to calm down or make progress this is something that I want to address every once in a while I feel obligated to address every once in a while I have this platform I have an hour every day I'm not going to spend the whole hour on it every day because this is a sports show I understand that you come here for an escape I come here for an escape but it's to the point where it's irresponsible to try to escape what's going on in our country. So I want to start with that. We're also going to talk about baseball today. We're going to speak with Hunter Baumgart coming up at 530 about everything, baseball, the NBA. Maybe we'll talk about the Packers draft. You know, whatever he wants to get into, Hunter Baumgart's going to join us coming up at 530. This is the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. Your thoughts, texts, calls, tweets, appreciated as always. The, uh, the five-star telecom talking text line, 608-796-2558. Give me a text. Give me a call anytime. Don't wait for an invite. You got something to say? I'd love to have a conversation. So two weeks ago, we talked a lot about the three pro sports commissioners. Different leaders for different situations. Different leadership styles for different sports, right? 
Roger Goodell is the Dave Ramsey of American professional sports. He's the show me the money guy. It all comes back to money. And Roger Goodell's success or failure is judged by the NFL and its profits. And you know what? Roger Goodell's been really good for the profits and the growth of the league, so he's viewed as an effective commissioner. Not everybody loves him, but he's done a good job. That's Roger Goodell. Adam Silver treats his league like a family. He wants input from the fans. He wants to appease the fans. He wants input from the players, and he wants to make sure his players, especially his star players, wants to make sure they're happy. He treats his league like a family. That's Adam Silver. A little bit different than Roger Goodell, but a different sport, different culture, different league. I don't even know where Rob Manfred, he's just the other one. Rob Manfred is the, he's the other one. We don't really have that big of a sample size yet, although the Astros situation didn't go well, and the current negotiation for returning the season isn't exactly going well either. And we'll learn more about Manfred as time passes. Of all the things that we could discuss right now, I think talking about the three major sports commissioners is interesting, and I think it's productive, especially when you apply our conversation to the commissioner of our country, Donald Trump. We spent the entire show yesterday talking about the protests and the unrest and the displeasure and, and honestly just anger that our country is feeling. And this didn't come out of nowhere. This has been building for years and years and years and years, all the way back to the 1960s, all the way back to the 1800s. It's been a problem that our country has had since its beginning because our country was built and founded on concepts of race and race inequality. Now, we've tried to make progress, but those issues don't just go away. And I thought, why not apply our conversation to Goodell, Manfred Silver? Why don't we apply that to Donald Trump, especially what we saw last night about the time my show was wrapping up? What happened in front of the White House, clearing out of some protesters, Donald Trump making his way through to take a photo op at a church. It was, it was freaky. It was odd. There, I've never seen anything like it. So let's apply this conversation to our president. If I remember correctly, when talking about commissioners, we came to some conclusions. As a leader, I think you need a lot of skills. You need a lot of business skills. You need connections. You need business know-how. You need legal knowledge. You need uh, uh, knowledge in computers and knowledge in software, knowledge in transportation. You need knowledge in everything. And of course, it depends on what your business is in. But as a leader, you need connections. You need know-how. You need legal knowledge. You need a lot of, of brain power, but you also need interpersonal skills. It's not just about know-how, right? If it was, everybody would love Mark Zuckerberg. We know that not to be the case. You need interpersonal skills. You also need to be able to read a room. And at times, you need to know how to care for everyone in the room. And in the case of the United States and Donald Trump, I mean the room of our country and the people in the room are all 330 million of us. Donald Trump has all the knowledge in the world. He has all the tact in the world. You might disagree with me on that because, because I think Donald Trump sometimes doesn't choose to use that knowledge or use that tact, and he just does what he wants. That's kind of his style. But he's a smart guy. He's a really educated guy. He knows a lot about business. He knows how to deal with people and at times manipulate people, which is a necessary business skill. He knows how to negotiate. He knows how to put, put a spin on something, a, 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 a communication tactic or a PR tactic. He's really, really good at what he does, and he's really smart. He doesn't always choose to use those smarts, but he is really smart. Where Donald Trump lacked yesterday and what he lacked yesterday is he showed zero ability to read the room. And by the room, I mean our country. He showed zero interest in giving us what we need right now as a country. 
Right now, Trump needs a little bit less Roger Goodell, needs a little bit more Adam Silver. And Donald Trump is very Goodell-like, right? He plants his flag on the economy. Our country's doing great. Production is up. Jobs are up. We're making money. That was his whole thing, right? We're going to take on China. We're going to take on Mexico, and we're going to get out of these bad trade deals, whatever that means. But we're economically, financially going to grow our country. We're going to prosper. Very Goodell-type idea. And until a pandemic hit, and we have race unrest in our country, it was, it was going fine, right? Donald Trump was hitting his points. Now, that doesn't mean everybody loved him, but he was winning his battle. He was winning the Roger Goodell battle. Right now, we don't need Roger Goodell. We need Adam Silver. I'm 22 years old. I am way less educated than Donald Trump. I'm way less connected, and I'm way less experienced. But I can read the room. I can look at our country and all 330 million of us and say, we need less police, not more. We need a smaller military presence, not a larger one. We need more agreement and more collaboration, not more conflict. Donald Trump, through this Roger Goodell lens, is viewing the current situation in our country like it's a battle and a battle that he will win. But that's the problem with the battle. There's a winner and there's a loser. And that doesn't exactly work well when our country is fighting with itself. Donald Trump is going to take this on as a battle. That's what we saw yesterday. And we're going to win that battle. We're going to dominate the streets. Except where there's a winner, there's a loser. And I don't really love the idea of a civil war. Donald Trump views this as a battle. When it's not a battle, it's a problem. Battles have winners and losers. Problems have solutions. And as of 24 hours ago, 99% of our country was at a consensus. We were all pulling in the right direction. We all believed that police brutality is a problem that's festered far too long and it's something we need to deal with, which is why you're not only seeing black folk out protesting, you're seeing what feels like a majority of our country all pulling in the same direction, all meeting at a consensus, which is a huge advantage to Donald Trump, right? 99% of our country feels the same, feels that this is a problem that we need to address. We're pulling in the same direction. And Donald Trump squandered it yesterday. He took a, a rare, rare occurrence Everyone being on the same page and didn't use it to his advantage. He's treating the situation like a battle with a winner and a loser instead of a problem that has a simple solution. He's behaving like Roger Goodell in a situation where we don't need Roger Goodell. We need Adam Silver. He said yesterday that I am your president of law and order. Donald, that's great. As Right now, we're looking for law and order. Do you think, our, you think we want our cities to be burning? Do you think we want unrest and violence? No. You're the president of law and order. We are also looking for law and order. But we're not going to achieve law and order by putting more police on the streets and bringing in a heavier military presence. I said yesterday, the best case scenario, the best protests, the best examples of progress being made in our country is when the police have not had shields on and not had body armor on, but when they took off their uniforms and they shook hands with the protesters and they walked with them and they were a part of the solution, not an obstacle to the solution. He said, I'm your president of law and order. Awesome. You know what, Donald? We all want law and order right now. You didn't read the room. You treated this like a battle that you can win when it's not a battle that you can win because you're fighting your own people. This is a problem, not a battle. Let's find a solution, not a winner and a loser. Two weeks ago, I complained that Adam Silver was showing too much empathy and concern. Needs to needs to wrap his arms around his league and say, hey, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it because I said so. In the case of Donald Trump, the commissioner of our country, 
This is not the time to play the I told you so card. Not the time. It's not going to make things better. It'll make things much worse. And that's what I fear after what happened yesterday at about 6 o'clock when the show wrapped up. There we go. Let's move on to sports. Baseball. It's still a mess. Actually, not a whole lot of positivity on that front either. But we'll talk about baseball coming up next. I know everybody wants to search for optimism in baseball right now. We want to feel hope that the season's going to come back. And they might come back. I want to temper your expectations coming up next. We're also going to talk to Hunter Baumgart coming up at 530. A lot more of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next here on WKTY. Sports Show rolls on here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. Thanks for hanging out. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're getting by. 2020 is it's really making us work, isn't it? I hope you're getting by. Send me a tweet. Follow me at Keystroker Grant. You can follow the station at WKTY. Keep up with us when we're not on the air. Your texts and calls always welcome. 608-796-2558 on the five-star telecom. Talking text line. Hunter Baumgart. Going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes to talk baseball, talk NBA, and whatever else we get ourselves into. I, I wanted to talk about baseball yesterday, and we got into a conversation about what's going on in our country, and yesterday that felt more important. That felt bigger, and any trivial conversation about baseball just would have felt hollow. So we pushed it back, and I want to talk about it today because we need, we need an update, right? What's the latest on baseball as billionaires argue with millionaires? You know, while a record number of Americans are out of work, most still haven't received unemployment or stimulus checks, and our country is burning. But those baseball players and those owners, money, 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 money. We got an update. We got to get an update on how they're doing, right? And, and baseball's baseball's making me so mad. Not only for not being on TV, right? I, I was over that a long time ago. Baseball is making me mad because my job is to watch and listen and read and learn. And then bring that information to the show and talk about it. And baseball is making that job really hard right now because some info are rumors, leaks. Some info is real. And some, I think a lot of it, is just posturing. And that's a result of public negotiations. But as someone who literally, all I want is just the facts. I just want the bare bones, what the players want, what the owners want. Give it to me so I can put it together and we can come talk about it on the show. But I got to dig through pages and pages and pages of crap of anonymous sources and, and, and sources who are familiar with the thinking of the league. Like, I just, I'm tired of digging through it. I'm tired of digging through it. But it now seems like both sides have presented a proposal. The league led the way, and the players came back with one. So hopefully that's the sign, and that's the starting point of real negotiations. Hopefully we're done with the posturing and the leaking, and hopefully we can just, we just get this figured out. We can just get on the path to having games sooner rather than later. Now, there's a lot of factors at play. Of course, salary is the biggest one, and safety is the next biggest one. But there's a lot of other factors and and bargaining chips between the players and between Major League Baseball. Deferrals is one that I've been reading a lot about. Players have said, okay, under certain circumstances, we'd be accepting of deferred payments, meaning we can wait to get paid to next year or to the year after. Obviously, not the entire paycheck. We'll take some of it now, some of it later. Under the circumstance that maybe the season starts and then has to end because of a second wave of COVID or the season never gets going, right? Under some extenuating circumstances, players are open to deferrals. 
and that's a bargaining chip that they can hold on to. They've talked about additional revenue streams between an all-star game, a home run derby, maybe a skills competition, the way that the NBA does. I don't know, maybe maybe have a competition of taking fly balls and, and, and bring back home runs and play an infield. I don't know, figure it out. Additional revenue streams. Things that the players could do to bring in more money to the owners and make the league better. That's been in discussion. They've also argued over the option to sit out. Players want the right to say, you know what? It's not worth it. Especially players with pre-existing conditions, right? Or family members with pre-existing conditions or health issues. They want the right to say, no thanks, and sit out the season. That's a bargaining chip at play and expanded playoffs. How big is the playoff picture going to be this year? Right? We'd be okay expanding the playoffs to get some of, some of that national TV money, right? There's a lot of factors at play. And the biggest factor, other than salary and safety, has been the number of games. It's been the most contested starting point. We started at 80. That was the league's proposal. And then the players countered with 114. And then yesterday it was rumored and leaked and reported that Major League Baseball came back and said, you know what? 50 games. How does that sound? And you know what's interestingly enough, in between 114 and 50 is 80, right where we started right back at square one, at 80 games. So I'm glad we spent two weeks to posture back and forth. I'm glad we wasted those two weeks so the players could put in their proposal and the league could look at it and come back with theirs. I'm glad we wasted those two weeks to get to the conclusion that we started at, day one, which is 80 games. The story, today at least, that I've heard, has switched from there's not going to be baseball. If you remember over the weekend, I think it was Bob Nightingale or Jeff Passan who originally reported some Owners are okay with not having a season. And when that gets reported, it looks really bad, right? When you hear that some owners would rather skip the season, it doesn't exactly instill confidence in a season. And then today, I was watching Cowherd. I was watching first first take. I was, I was kind of flipping through the channels, flipping through the stations. And now I, I see, bad baseball figure it out, right? They're talking. They're negotiating. They'll figure it out. Don't worry. I don't know how we got from... from Owners literally don't want to play baseball to they'll figure it out, don't worry, in the case of 24 hours. I don't really know how we got there, but we did. Let's say, let's, I'll, I'll go along with it. Let's say that baseball does figure it out and they had it all along. Well, I would imagine that at the earliest right now, the season could start at what, July 10th, July 14th? Because two weeks ago, July 1st was the start date. They've debated it for two weeks, so I would imagine they have to push back the start date. So let's say baseball starts on July 14th, which is two weeks later than it should have. And they end up playing 60 or 70 games instead of 80. They agree on 80, but due to lost time for negotiations, they got to cut that down a little bit. So let's say baseball theoretically starts on July 14th and they play 60 to 70 games, which is less than half, way less than half of the original 162. People are going to say, hey, they had it all along. Never doubted them. America's pastime, they came through for us. And we're all going to act like it's a victory. You know what that scenario reminds me of? The George Bush mission accomplished speech from 2013. When George Bush came in on a fighter jet, landed on the carrier, had his flight suit on, and then gave a speech about how, you know what? We won. We're pulling troops out of Iraq. Mission accomplished. And that was in 2003. Now, you don't have to be a political scientist or a scholar of war and global relations to understand that Our mission was not accomplished in 2003, and our interest in the Middle East certainly didn't end in 2003. But we 
kind of just willed it into existence. We're like, hey, we won. Bam. Mission accomplished. And that's what people are going to do if baseball starts on July 14th. If the MLB starts a day after July 4th, if it starts on the 5th, 6th, 7th, if it starts a day after July 4th, it will be viewed as a failure and a disappointment, or it should be viewed as a failure and a disappointment. You remember that Major League Baseball was just, it was supposed to start in March. March. It's June 2nd. June 2nd today. March, April, May. It'll be three and a half to four months by the time the baseball theoretically gets going in mid-July. And we're going to act, we're going to wrap our arms around baseball and say, good job. Think of all the time that's been wasted negotiating and posturing. Today, as of right now, June 2nd, 5.30 p.m., we're 100 days away from the start of the NFL season. Now, from everything I've read, baseball can't start until July 1st. That was two weeks ago, so just doing some simple math, I'm going to push back that start date at least two weeks to July 14th, getting dangerously close to the start of the NFL season. And if the season were to start today, those 80 games in the regular season would take us to two weeks from the beginning of football. So now the postseason's going up against the NFL. And we need to wait another month. So that means regular season games are going to go up against the NFL. Nobody's going to watch. Nobody's going to watch. We'll be switched over by that time. That's why I'm not going to get excited. If baseball starts July 14th, July 10th, it's going to be a waste. A lot of wasted time over posturing. Just, it's just a waste. And it's disappointing. And we're going to try to treat it like, like America did in 2003. Mission accomplished. But God, this this whole situation with baseball has been such a disappointment. We're going to talk to Hunter Baumgart coming up next. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk whatever he wants to get into. It's his segment. Hunter Baumgart joining us next. You're listening to the Wisco Sports Show right here on WKTY. Wisco Sports Show rolls on here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out the full show in podcast form every single day at WKTYsports.com and on our mobile app. That way, you only hear a chunk of the show. You can go find out what you missed. Go check it out, WKTYsports.com. And if you haven't downloaded that mobile app, what are you doing? Especially during quarantine. Never had a, a bigger use for the WKTY app, so download it now. Apple, Android, whatever you got, it'll it'll work. Joining us now, Hunter Baumgart uh, of the Hunter Baumgart Sports Podcast. You hear him uh, a couple times a week with Dave Carney. Hunter, I mean, how you doing? It stinks because a, a lot of my coworkers, I, I just don't get to see, right? We, we, nobody's in the building. There's two or three people here every day, and, and that's a little bit of a bummer. How you been? I've been all right. Yeah, just, um, you know, trying to stay as positive as I can during these times. And obviously, this is um, something that uh, the combination of a, of a pandemic and, and the unrest that's going on and, and the protests and everything going on at the same time is something I you know could have never expected but here we are and you just you know got to stay positive and hope that you know our world can head in the head in the right direction I, w- I want to ask you real quick and I and I want to get into baseball but just like real quick don't you think it's interesting that this round of protests and this round of unrest and hopefully we make progress and it's the last time we have to do this but we did it in Baltimore we did it in Ferguson isn't it interesting that it's now happening in a world that has no sports because stick to sports is is a huge is a huge crutch for people it's like, well, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about what's going on in our country. I want to talk about sports. We don't have sports right now. Like, how do you think that changes this equation? I think just having 
having the world shut down or, you know, the country shut down, well, I guess the world, but shut down by this pandemic has, has added, I think, added kind of fuel to the fire, if you will, because people have been cooped up for months and, and looking for a cause to um, be super complicated and both sides calling each other out, especially the players have really called out the owners here and and um, kind of how they've been treated and what, what how the, the salaries might play out and all that. So complicated is the first word that comes to my mind, but it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I hope, obviously, I'm a huge baseball fan. I hope we get baseball in July. Uh, but I think, and I think we do get baseball and it may be later than July 4th. Um, because I do eventually think it, I think, okay, I think we're going to get baseball in a sense that they're going to come to an agreement, but it will come down to health if that's the case, because the NBA has already basically agreed that they're going to play in Orlando and, but baseball, sure, we can get through this economic agreement, but then, then comes the, okay, where are we going to play? Because right now they're playing in all their home ballparks and, and there's different states with different, you know, shutdown rules right now. And, and that could be a huge bear for the, for the league. So as far as an agreement between the two sides, I think they do eventually come to an agreement, but then it'll come down to health. And so I can't guarantee baseball this year, but I do have a good hunch it'll happen. Yeah, it's it's amazing how the narrative can switch based on one tiny little piece of news being announced, right? How everyone can go from feeling oh, yeah. just distraught and 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 sad over the lack of baseball to feeling almost certain that we're going to have a season. It's it's a fascinating situation. Hunter Baumgart joining us for just a couple of minutes here on the Wisco Sports Show. How does this affect the Brewers, Hunter? I if if the season restarts, the idea of the of the the last Resort, the worst case scenario, a 50-game season, which the league proposed kind of as a last resort, like you said, and and I read this weekend. It's weird because that guarantees no team anything. Like, you look at the Dodgers or the <laughs> yeah. Yankees or the teams that have, have are continued to winning or committed to winning, I should say, right now. You have a bad two weeks and you're done. You're screwed, right? The Baltimore Orioles or, or the, pick, a, pick a terrible team, the Mariners, the Orioles. Uh, the Tigers, they have a great two weeks and they're in the dance, right? At a, at a 40, 50 game season. I, I just don't understand how any baseball season of that length holds any integrity. And maybe that's what makes it crazy and fun. But I don't know about you. I don't, crazy and fun does not equal a quality sports product to me. That's true. No, that's a good point. And I think it's I think it's interesting. It would be wild if they played just 50 games. I mean, that then it would be just a complete sprint. I yeah. mean, you're talking every game mattering and sure, it's 50 games and, and you could lose some in there, but you're really going to have to focus. And I think as far as the Brewers go, I think it really helps them because we've seen how good of a game to game manager Craig Council uh, is and how he can use, especially with with the minor leagues, basically you know being canceled most likely, and yeah. and they're probably gonna they're gonna have to probably expand rosters, and so we've seen what Craig Council and David Stearns have been able to do with an expanded roster, and I can only imagine how they're gonna do that in a fifty game season. So that you know I want the more baseball the better, and I want them to start July fourth. But man, if they do a fifty game season and they start in August, say. And, and do an August-September 50-game season, I mean, as a last resort, I, as a Brewers fan, <laughs> I can't complain because it's, it's, it's going to put you, and sure, and right, and sure, the, the World Series won't, if they were to say win the World Series, it will have a little bit of an asterisk, or it'll feel different, but 
it's 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 going to be fun either way because it's still going to be baseball and still going to be the postseason. You're still be watching good teams go at it. But I think it does it does play to the hand of the Brewers very much if they do a 50 game season. The asterisk only applies if another team wins it. If the Brewers win, it's 100 percent legit. Same with the Bucks. If the Bucks win the championship, it. then it's fine. <laughs> if any other team wins it, it's an asterisk, and I and I won't accept uh, the result. Do you want to talk a little bit about basketball? How do you feel about the NBA? Because I, we talked a couple of weeks ago, and I've said it on my show. I, I didn't think the NBA was coming back. I just it, it didn't feel like there was a light at the end of the tunnel. It felt like Adam Silver and the NBA was just kind of wandering aimlessly without a direction, without a goal. I mean, it felt like a lot of our country was doing that during the pandemic, to be fair. Now it seems like they have a plan. They have a date, kind of, that they want Envision to start. They have a location at Disney World that makes a lot of sense. I, they got to figure out some details, but how do you feel about the NBA right now? I'm not going to lie. I've done a complete 180. I feel better about basketball than I do right now about baseball. Oh, for sure. Completely. And they're going to have a vote, you know, an official vote on Thursday as far as it looks like the, you know, teams traveling to Orlando and things of that nature. And they're not going to, it looks like they're not going to vote exactly on playoff scenarios, but they're going to, you know, say basically, you know, we want the NBA to come back in that vote. So, yeah, there's no doubt about it that the NBA, I feel better about the NBA than the MLB. But I think the NBA, there's been a couple of different uh, scenarios put out there, playoff picture scenarios, how they would go about going through the postseason. Would they play some regular season games? Would they finish the regular season? All that. And I just don't think there's been there's been this group stage proposal where they put five group or four groups out there and five teams in each group and then yep. it, it's not based on conference it's based on records so you'd have the Bucks Lakers Raptors and Clippers all in their own group and then you'd have a bunch of teams playing they all play twice and I, I just don't see that as really a viable option I don't like it quite frankly because I don't think it's fair to necessarily the top tier teams like the Bucks Lakers Raptors and Clippers who have a couple bad games and could not advance to the final eight I mean in a regular playoff scenario the Bucks and Lakers and and the Raptors and Clippers to, to almost a certain extent are going to be in the final eight and you just you don't you don't mess with that as far as the group stage and then you got like a Mark Cuban plan who wants to do you know bring all NBA teams back play five to seven regular season games but then play a play-in tournament which I don't see it on if you're going to play five to seven regular season games yeah that's giving you that's giving those you know, why you're doing that is to give the eight, nine, ten, maybe the eleven seeds a shot, you know, to to get those final one or two playoff spots. Then to do a play in tournament on top of that, I don't think that makes sense because then then you've got teams like the Cavs who technically could qualify if they were to do all to, to do that. So just basically what they need to do right, exactly. Some of these teams who just do not Deserve. I mean, the Cavs are 19 and 46. I mean, the Bucks beat them by 17, 17 and nine this year. They're not going to beat the Bucks if they get the eight seed. It's yeah. just not going to happen. So what they need to do is they need to leave the NBA. They, they, they need to do the top eight teams in each conference. And I think they play five to seven regular season games to give those teams a shot. They bring everybody down there. No play in tournaments. None of that. Just get the NBA season. And then one more thing here is that the NBA today came out and said, well, the, the last day we could have an NBA Finals game could be October 12th. Well, okay, let's take a look at this and be realistic about this. And Because they're all going to be in one city. Yep. So what they, what, if they're going to start, say, July 31st, then you basically have two weeks of the regular, or two, play two weeks of the regular season, get to about mid-August. You should have 
seven-game series that take 10 days. You do not need to have game, game, two off days game. For travel, off yeah. Day, like you usually do. Because, exactly. So what they, what they should do is then basically have game, game, off day. Game, game, off day. Game, you know, what, whatever it be. One and two off day. Three and four off day. Five and six off day. Game seven. Sure. That's what they should do. Like baseball does it, right? Learn, learn from baseball a little here. So do that, and then you can end in mid to late September, and there's just no reason that you should drag it out like you usually do. So that's what I think. Five to seven regular season games. Leave the playoff picture alone. Eight teams from each conference. Play through mid to late September, and there you go. You have your NBA season. I really, first of all, I, I agree with the way you approach the playoff format. As a Bucks fan... I'm a little bit biased, but the Lakers and the Bucks dominated the regular season and prioritized the regular season more than the Clippers and won those matchups with the Raptors and earned the number one seed in each conference. And I understand that in a coronavirus-stricken world, we can't travel, we can't have fans, and we can't have home court advantage. I get that. It stinks, but it's fine. I don't want the NBA to further strip away advantages from the Bucks and the Lakers. That just seems unnecessary. I get we can't have home court, mm-hmm. but to reformat the playoffs... Or, or to reschedule the playoffs in a way that further disadvantages for the Bucks and the Lakers for no other reason to be interesting, that's, that's just not fair in my eyes. And, I, and it's unnecessary, most importantly. Yes, and I, I completely agree. An under 500 team is not beating the Bucks or Lakers in the first round, right? The Cavs, whoever it would be, you know, you got the Wizards out there, you got the Hornets. They're not going to beat the Bucks and Lakers, the Pelicans. And that's another thing, Zion Williamson, where they're basically, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, reports coming out that it's that they're basically trying to have these, you know, 10 teams from each conference just because Zion Williamson is a 10 seed right now. Looking so for they a way. can get him exactly looking for a way to get him into the postseason. And we're so we're going to modify the postseason for a guy who spent half the season injured. He hasn't really established anything in the NBA, right? He's sure he was a dominant force on the on the court, but we're going to prioritize him over guys like Giannis, who's won an MVP going for back to back LeBron, who's one of the greatest of all time and and Kawhi, who just won a championship. We're going to do all that and just prioritize Zion. I mean, it's just we, we have to think logically here and just leave the playoff format how it is and it's not it's not like they it's not like the a seed in the west right now is is sacramento like they have john morant who's gonna win rookie of the year and hopefully the grizzlies will be an exciting young team i like watching the grizzlies i like watching the kings too the way that the nba makes this happen in a way that doesn't make us feel like there's an asterisk right this needs to feel legit however the nba can figure that out and find a way to make this feel legit it's going to be an impressive endeavor, and and I have faith in Adam Silver. I wasn't high on Silver three weeks ago, but I'm but I'm coming around to the idea, especially with what's going on with baseball. Hunter, you got a podcast dropping this week. You have a guest. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Where we can find it? Sure. Yeah. So Hunter Baumgart Sports Podcast. Just search that. Uh, just my name, and then Sports Podcast, and you can uh, find that on YouTube and SoundCloud. This week, we, I talked to Kevin Holden, who is a sports anchor at CBS 58 in Milwaukee. And I'm going to, um, that's going to be coming out either tomorrow or Thursday. And he is doing basically sports anchoring from his house. So we're going to talk to, uh, I talked to him about that and I talked to him about this baseball and NBA kind of stuff. And, and um, any information that he had about uh, how the media is going to be able to cover games once, once things get back and what he thinks about that. So all that uh, coming up on the new edition of the podcast coming up tomorrow or Thursday on YouTube and SoundCloud.
That's awesome, man. I appreciate a couple of minutes. Stay healthy. Stay sane. Honest. I forget we have a pandemic going on. This this country's so messed up right now. It just stay well. How's that? I'll just be generic. Stay well. Enjoy time with your family, Hunter, and let's talk again soon. This is great. Yes, exactly. Stay well to you, too, and um, we'll get through this. We can stay positive, and hopefully we have sports uh, coming up soon. Hell yeah, man. Thanks, Hunter. That's Hunter Baumgart. He hosts the Hunter Baumgart Sports Podcast. You can hear mornings with Dave Carney as well. Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. I got to get up Monday and Wednesday, so I, I can't be up too late tonight. I got to join Dave Carney tomorrow at, at 8 a.m. And Hunter will do the same. He did the same yesterday. Check out his sports podcast. Check it out. He's talking to Kevin Holden, who does uh, Telemundo games for the Brewers, which is really cool. I don't know. I didn't ask Hunter if they got into that, but sportscasting in Spanish. I struggle in English some days, so I don't exactly know how I could how I could do it in more than one language. Check out his podcast. When we come back, I want to preview what's coming tomorrow on the Wisco Sports Show. It's Wednesday. We got a Picker Packer game to watch. Last week, it was Super Bowl 31. We were able to talk to Leroy Butler about it. It was fun. We got to pick one for tomorrow. So I'll, I'll try to spitball some ideas and, and just maybe take some of yours as well. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you're doing well or as well as you can be doing. World's a pretty stressful place to to be alive right now. And I appreciate you tuning in, hanging out for a couple of minutes. The podcast from today's show, catch up on anything you may have missed. Check it out, WKTYsports.com and on our mobile app. Also, follow all of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter. We're going to be posting a lot of content from this show and from Dave's show in the morning as well. So you can check out what you missed there and you can see my beautiful face. I don't, I don't know about that, but you can see Dave. Dave's, Dave's a much better looking man than I am. So find that all on our social media channels as well. Make sure you're keeping up to date with us. Also, go to our website and get signed up to win. We have this awesome prize package right now. Uh, a couple rounds of golf with cart at Trempolo Mountain. And then you're also going to have beers and burgers at Howie's on the cross street after your round. And all you got to do to sign up is just Send us a picture wearing your Wisconsin sports gear. Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Send us a pic. Upload it to our website. And you're in the running to win. Dave will pick the first winner this Friday. And then he'll pick another one next week. So you got to be listening to Dave in the morning. Um, and, and he'll announce the winners coming up this Friday. So you got a couple of days to get it in. Find a good. I, I got a good uh, light blue Paul Molitor Brewers jersey on today. Powder puff blue. Maybe find a throwback jersey. Maybe a name that not everybody's familiar with. Maybe stick out a little bit. I don't know. Dave, Dave is a picky man, so when he goes to pick winners, you, you want to wow him. Go to go to check that out. Get some golf from Trempolo Mountain and food from Howie's at WKTYsports.com. So tomorrow, we're going to go pack in time. We're going to watch an old Packer game. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. Last week, we did Super Bowl 31, and it was really cool because we were also able to talk to Leroy Butler, who was such a big part of that Super Bowl team and the team of the next year against the Denver Broncos and John Elway. We're going to... Do that again this week, but obviously with a different game. I'm thinking of watching one from 2019, from just a couple of months ago. Either the Raiders game or the Vikings game. Now, the Raiders game was Aaron Rodgers' best game of the year, statistically. He was tremendous. Threw for the most yards, the most touchdowns, and really didn't make any bad throws. He was great. And the Packers rolled to a a beautiful Sunday afternoon game at Lambeau Field. It was on CBS. It, it, It just had... A football fall feel. You know those beautiful sunny Sundays where you sit down and you watch a Packer game and it's not freezing cold outside yet. 
and the Packers obviously win. It's a great feeling. So we're either going to watch that Raiders game or we're going to watch the Vikings game, the Monday night game, which was, was it on Christmas Eve or the night before Christmas Eve? Or that game, because that game is another excellent example of a great Aaron Rodgers game. A great game where he fit into Lafleur's system, executed the plays that were in front of him, threw the checkdowns when he had to, took shots when he could. I think it's a great example of what Aaron Rodgers hopefully will look like this year, another season into Lafleur's offense and another season into the change. So that's tomorrow. Get ready to go pack in time. We'll cover whatever else is going on as well. That's the Wisco Sports Show tomorrow. Same time, same place. Talk to you right here.